0: By the book to get you in the spirit. This is by the book. So hey neighborhood, if you're feeling low, DC will save you with this podcast show. This is by the book. By the book. Shubidoo Wap, wada. Yeah. Good morning out there, all you social distancers. Uh, this is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Um, coming to you from my usual spot, uh, but it is it is far from a usual time out there in the world. Um, I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're staying safe. And that's all I want to say about that. I think everybody's kind of coming out with extra content these days. Just because the world is slowly closing, and uh, there's going to be extra time for entertainment. So, with that being said, I hope you have found your happy, in whatever form that takes, as long as it's safe for you and those around you. Uh, as for me, we're uh, we're shut down for a little while. Um, schools have closed. Um, Movie theaters, gym, gyms, I was going to call them gymnasiums, uh, casinos, which is a big deal in my area of the world, um, I saw something on Facebook that says that McDonald's might be closing their drive through That's when you know that things are getting bad out there, when McDonald's is going to close the drive through But, like I said, I hope you're safe, I am stocked, I am prepared, and I have all this extra time on my hands, and, uh... So I said to myself, Self, what should I do? And I've watched a bunch of wrestling. I made it through March of 1996 in about two days uh, in terms of Raw and ECW and WrestleMania 12. Uh, I thought about I could turn my sort of DC Diaries tweets into podcasts, but that would never have an end. And knowing me, I would do three of them and then... Never do it again. Uh, so I was like, I should do something that's finite. And I said, you know, people are talking about drafts, and I'm a little drafted out. I'm Sorry, Jeremy. I know that's going to break your heart a little bit. I'm a little drafted out. Although, when you realize what I've done, you'll be like, oh, you're just peopled out, really. Um, because I was thinking back to when I was a kid. You know, I've, I've mentioned this before, I'm sure, on various podcasts. I was an only child. I was an only child that did not have console video games until I was in high school. I'm pretty sure, I think, when the PlayStation came out. You know, I've said this to my ever, ever loving shame. It's one of my great secrets, although I've said it, so it's not really a secret. Um, you know, my grandmother bought me a Nintendo, the OG Nintendo system, um, and my parents brought it back claiming that we did not have enough electrical outlets in the house for, uh, to have a Nintendo. And as a kid, I believed them. And part of the reason was I grew up in a house that was built before the Revolutionary War. Now, depending on where you live, that might sound ridiculous, but in New England, that's not uncommon. Um, And so there was not a lot of electrical outlets in the house. And I am not the type that knows anything about electrical outlets or that sort of thing. So I just went with it. Um, And then when they bought me a PlayStation, I think I said something, what about the outlets? And they were like, oh, we didn't mean that. We just didn't want you to lose yourself into playing video games. And now part of me is thinking, you know, my parents did very well for themselves over time, But when I was a kid, kid, uh, we did not have a lot of money. Um, you know, I was not one of those kids. Well, I'm thinking of the John Panette quote where he's talking about, you know, we were poor, but we didn't know it. And John Panette's joke is how, you know, he was certain of it and he didn't appreciate it, that he was poor. I don't remember. This is turning way too much into just stream of consciousness. Um, I don't remember being super aware of the fact that we didn't have money. But I know it's true. I thought layaway was something everybody did. Turns out that's not the case. Um, And so, you know, there's a part of me that wonders if they returned the Nintendo because it cost too much money. And I don't know if they were, I don't know the situation. But either way, I didn't have, the point I was trying to make when I started this is that um, I didn't have a lot of money. No, that's not the point. This is what happens when I don't really prepare and I don't have Doc Manson to do most of the talking and somebody's walking around outside and I'm trying to figure out who they are and what they want. Are they looters? Are you here for my toilet paper? You can't? Actually, no, I'd share. We have a lot. Anyways, the point I was trying to make, I remember it now, is that uh, I had a lot of free time. I turned every board game into a single player game being an only child. Yes, you can play Trivia Pursuit by yourself. Ask me and I'll teach you um, if you even know what Trivia Pursuit is. But I love to make lists and I would make lists of wrestlers and I would plan all of these elaborate tournaments. And I said to myself, Self, that seems like a good self-quarantine activity. Why don't you make a list of wrestlers? You you have the list, uh, but make a list of wrestlers and then make yourself a tournament and maybe you can turn it into a podcast. That some people might listen to. Maybe, I know my solo podcasts are oh so popular, but maybe the fact that you have you can't go anywhere will force you to listen to me right now. I'm thinking about you, Seahawk. You're going to listen to this because you have nothing else to do. Even though you should have the award-winning WWE Network, so you have oodles of content. Um, <clears throat> so I started making a list, and usually, when I made a list as a kid, I would refer to old PWI 500s I had. <clears throat> or something like that. But with the internet, what I usually do is I try to go through pay-per-views and start writing names down or the lists of champions and start writing things down. And I said to myself, self, there has to be a better way. And it turns out there is a better way. If you go to cage match, cage I think I used to love pro fight DB and I still do for certain things, but cage match, the more I spend time on it, the more I'm like, this might be a better site. Um, cage match has a list of wrestlers. Uh, like a 200-page list of wrestlers, and it's across the world. Cage match, I believe, um, is based in Germany, so there's a lot of European wrestlers. But I wanted to make a list of wrestlers that I personally knew, not like I've met, but I was aware of them. I've watched them when I, and so I started going through and writing the list down, and they, the list of wrestlers on Cage Match is ranked, you can rank it in different ways, but it's the standard way is ranked by the number of people who have rated that wrestler. So The Undertaker's at the top, John Cena's, I think, number two, and it goes down from there. Um, and so I went with that, and I just started making the list. I wish there was a way to kind of import, but I made the list. I skipped over people who I didn't know, and my, my idea was, okay, can I picture them in my head? So if I see Tony Anthony, the dirty white boy. Can I picture him in my head? Yes, I can. He's usually holding a plunger because I knew him as T.L. Hopper. That's not the point. Um, can I picture him in my head? And then my second question for a lot of these guys was, have I seen them wrestle before? And I tried to include wrestlers who I could picture in my head and that I had seen wrestle before. So a guy like Ricky Koshu, I believe is the originator of the Scorpion Deathlock, aka the sharpshooter. Um, He's a Japanese wrestler, and recently, as I was watching the Wrestle Kingdoms in chronological order, uh, I stopped. I got to get back on that. Um, sorry, checking Twitter. Uh oh. Nitro Gencast, Brian Bradshaw, sees my tweet about how I'm going to be doing some solo podcasting. Be afraid, people. Be very afraid. Um, have I seen them wrestle? Do I know who they are? If so, they made it onto my list. And I want to preface this right now. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. This is my list. This is not a list I made with anyone else. I didn't make this with Doc. I didn't make it for Doc. This is my list for my tournament. I'm doing this for me. I'm sharing it with you, but I'm doing it for me. So... I don't want to hear anything if you're like, oh, you forgot X person or you included this person. He wasn't any good. I included guys like Alex the Pug Porto, who I just saw on an episode of Raw uh, wrestling somebody. I don't remember who. Um, But he was, you know, an enhancement talent. Um, And his nose was painted white, and I don't know why. Was he a lifeguard? I don't understand. Um, So this is for me. So I put the names... And the way I work, because I happen to know this, if you're going to do a tournament, it's ideal to have it be a certain number. You know, the King of the Ring was usually 8 men or 16 men. I think once or twice it was 32. Those were the good old days. Um, But uh, those numbers, 8, 16, 32, 64, March Madness sort of thing, those numbers all will make you a perfect tournament that comes down to one winner. So... I wanted to have a number like that. But the problem is, the higher you get, uh, the harder it is to get to that number. Because, okay, 8, 16, 32, 64. Pretty easy. Then you get to 128. So you're you're doubling the number every time. So then it's 256. And then it's 512. And after that, it's 1024. And yes, these numbers I know just in my head. Uh, That's just the way Nerd DC rolls. So... I knew that I could get to a couple hundred. And I, pr- I knew I could get to 500. But the hard part is, as I'm going through Cage Match, I'm closing Twitter. Giving you my full attention. I don't need that open either. As I'm going through Cage Match, I get to a point where I'm running out of names. Like, I went through two or three pages and I didn't recognize any of the names on the list. We're talking about we've gone through... Everybody who appeared in TNA, we've gone through everybody that appeared in ECW, we're down to wrestlers who haven't ever been rated. They're just included there because somebody saw a card with them on it and wrote their name down. But we're talking like indie, indie shows. I'm not even talking about a guy like Brian Fury, though I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle, so he didn't make my list. But Brian Fury is pages and pages ago. And I was at around 800-something. So that's a problem. Because you make it 800-and-something, well, I'm about 150 names away from a perfect bracket, and that's what I wanted. Because, yeah, I could have included buys and play-ins or all of that, but I didn't want to deal with any of that. So I had a choice. Number one, I could cut names. And I started with that. I started by going through the list and cutting names of wrestlers who either I couldn't remember if I saw, or they're guys like Alex the Pug Porto, um, who I've watched wrestle, but, you know, guys that are going to be defeated in a tournament. And I haven't decided yet. I'll say that right away. I haven't decided how I'm going to do this tournament. This is an episode of by the book, technically, but I'm not booking the tournament. I'm not going to, you know, come up with storylines and things. I have to decide how I'm going to do it. What I used to do when I did this back with notebooks is I would have dice because that was also how I figured out which wrestlers went into which positions. I didn't rank them. I had a master list, and then each each wrestler had a number, and then I would do something with dice. I think I rolled two dice and I would multiply the numbers together, and then I would skip that amount down, and that would be the next wrestler to go in the tournament. Serious amount of thought went into this, and I'm proud of it. I don't know why, but I am. Uh, with uh, Google Sheets and the internet, it's much easier. So, where was I? I don't know how I'm going to do it. I used to do, you know, either I would flip a coin or I would I would come up with something. I think what I did is I would again roll dice and count down that number of matches and figure out some way. So I have to figure out how this tournament is going to go. Sometimes I will make a decision just based on obviousness. If it's going to be The Undertaker versus Ding Dong Number 1, who I don't think is on my bracket, um, then obviously I'm going to let Taker win. But you always want the possibility of an upset. so I So I have to figure out how I'm going to do that. I think I have to figure it out in this episode, although I'm 13 minutes in. I might just explain what I'm doing and then not do anything. I'm going to try to keep these episodes pod blast size like half an hour um so we have a long way to go so i was taking talents away that's where i was going with this i was taking talents away um but i couldn't get to so i got rid of a bunch of talents checked my numbers i was still in 700s so that wasn't going to work so i put everybody back again thanks to the google sheets i just restored a previous version so then I was like, I can include women. This is a male-only tournament, at least it was at the time, but I can include women. I could include women in this, and I could add a bunch of women and maybe get to there, and then maybe we're having intergender matches. There's still a chance I'll I'll call an audible and make this a lethal lottery where everyone's teamed up against each other. That way it's not 512 opening round matches. It's only 256 because everything's halved because they're tag teams. Um, so, you know, I could have included women. It started doing that. Again, went on to cage match, went through the same pages, jotting down the women's names. I Still, by the time I got through most of the female wrestlers, I still wasn't near where I wanted to be. And it just was weird. The whole idea, because I personally am not wild about intergender wrestling, the whole idea that I would do that seemed a little silly. And again, my tournament. You might think it was a good idea. You might want to see Big Van Vader wrestle Molly Holly. I don't. So I got rid of the, I, you know, took the women's names off the list. And then I went, all right, I'll go to my tried and true, the thing that ruined drafts for some people. I'll include multiple gimmicks per wrestler. So I went through my list. And, for example, the first name is Undertaker. Well, I have Undertaker, and then I have the American Badass version of the undertaker. And then I also think I went through near the end and included mean mark. So there this list is again my tournament I'm going to keep saying it. The list is skewed. So a guy like Barry Darso or a guy like Charles Wright the Godfather uh, is going to show up in this tournament much more often because They had all so many gimmicks. You know, Shawn Michaels has really only ever been Shawn Michaels. I'm not counting, well, you've got the Rocker Shawn, and then you've got the Heartbreak Kid, the Heel Shawn, then you've got the Boyhood Dream Shawn, then you've got the Shawn that comes back after the back injury, and he's found Jesus Shawn. No, that's saved for WWE video games. Um, I did distinguish between Stone Cold and Stunning Steve Austin. Those are two distinct characters with distinct names, and maybe that's how I wound up separating it. Um, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Triple H, two different characters separately. I don't think I put Jean-Paul Levesque on because that's too similar to Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Either way, by the time I did that, I did it two or three times because that's how I roll. I went through the list, added names, looked. I was in the 900s, so I was getting there. I think I had like 40 names to go. I was around 975. So I went through again, looking through the names. Any other gimmicks that I was thinking or I didn't include, I added Final tally got to uh, yeah because I added things like now I'm near the end. I put Lord Stephen Regal as opposed to William Regal. They're they're in there twice. Sim similar character. I can come up with slight differences. Um, you know Justin Gabriel and PJ Black to go really random. I counted that Ty Dillinger and Sean Spears. I counted both of those. Um, and I got to 1016. There were eight spots left. And so I thought, all right, now I can add the buys in. And so I've added the buys in. If there are eight buys for 1,024 spots in my tournament. There are eight buys. So hopefully when I make the tournament, which I still haven't done yet, I'm not going to have buy against buy. They'll be randomly assorted in there. Some people will luck out and we'll get a buy. So very long story to tell you what I have. I have here a list, 1,024 names. So, what I'm going to do, I'm going to highlight it. I think maybe what I'll do for this one, because again, my tournament, um, I'm going to go with the characters I like, and I'll give myself the ability to do upsets if I want to. Is that going to work? Is that going to make sense? Yeah, because otherwise I've got to, you know, roll dice or figure something out. So, I think I'll go with just personal favorites. Yes, that is what I'll do. They're, you know, The New Day, which was also kind of a bit of an inspiration for this. They're going for favorites. What was their favorite TV show? I'm going to go for favorite wrestlers. Um, So clearly you can tell who's going to make the cut, but there's 1,024. There might be surprises. So I am now highlighting the range, and I'll do what I do for the drafts. I'm going to click data, and I'm going to randomize the range not once, not twice, but three times. So all of these wrestlers, 1,024 wrestlers, have now been randomized three times. And the tournament begins. And wouldn't you know it, you know, this is what I think. There is no such thing as coincidence, but it's amazing how when you just experience life the right number of ways or you know enough, you can tell when things are good. Because what is the first name, I swear to you? On the good name of Bull Dempsey, I swear to you this is real, I randomized 1,024 names three times, and you know who the first name is? Alex the Pug Porto. That is how you know that I am on the right track. That is a sign. I am interpreting this to fit my narrative. That is a sign that I am doing the right thing. The tournament, my friends, is on. Let's do it. Let's get through some of these names. First round match. Alex the Pug Porto versus Samir Singh, one of the Bollywood boys. I suppose I can't tell you which one is which. I'm going to look it up because one of them I like more than the other. Oh, I do like Samir Singh. So I should give the win to Alex the Pug Porto just because he is the the mascot of this tournament. Um, Hmm. This is a tough one right off the bat. Alex a Pugport I I his name showed up. I feel good about him, but if I had to pick who I wanted to watch, I want to watch Samir Singh. He's the one that I think took the crazy bump off the was it the Punjabi prison when it was Jinder. I think that's it. Alright, so Samir Singh wins the opening round match of my nerd tournament, the personal nerd DC tournament. Next match, the Primate from NXT UK uh, versus, I don't think his name was ever Jesse Gordy, but it's Jesse of Jesse and Festus. He is the son of Bam Bam Terry Gordy. Um, I was never wild about him. He happened during my lost years. What I've seen, I didn't like, as opposed to the Primate, who I like quite a bit. So, the Primate wins that match. First round, or the second round, first match will be Samir Singh versus the Primate. All right, next up. Ooh, Battle of Japan. Taguchi versus Shinya Hashimoto. I think I've only ever seen one match from Shinya Hashimoto. Everything else I know of him comes from either PWI or I think he was in... Was he in WCW versus the World? As a, you know, they took a bunch of Japanese names, changed the names because they didn't have licensing for it. Um, so Taguchi versus Shinya Hashimoto. Um... I'll go with an upset. I I like what I've seen from Taguchi. I've seen more of Taguchi. He's going to advance. And the next match, Superstar Billy Graham versus the Italian Stallion. Now, the Italian Stallion, pretty well-known, enhancement talent, a New England guy, pretty sure. Um, I've never been wild about Superstar Billy Graham. I I can tell what's going to happen already because I am the self-proclaimed maven of the mid-card. Um, I can tell that that's where this is going to go, is I'm going to wind up, um, because it is, it's my personal preference, I'm going to wind up taking out wrestlers who probably should win. Superstar Billy Graham should beat the Italian Stallion 95 times out of 100, but this is my tournament, and so he advances the Italian Stallion, making it to the second round. Oh, oh, it hurts. Oh, my heart hurts. Because the next matchup, Road Warrior Hawk. Well, that was a terrible Road Warrior Hawk impression. Versus Bull Dempsey. Oh, <laughs> oh it hurts. I like them both so much. Uh, but really, come on. Goon Magoof. Goon McGoof is going to go far in this tournament. Let me just tell you that right now. Bull Dempsey beating Road Warrior Hawk to advance. Next up, um, Sean Devari. Not Arya Davari, his older brother. Uh, you might know him as Dinero Davari or Davari Dinero. I don't know. I think that was his name in Lucha Underground. Um, but Davari, Muhammad Hassan's associate, Davari, taking on Freddie Joe Floyd. Jeremy's going to love this. Tracy Smothers, you know, Southern wrestling legend, one half of the Southern boys, member of the full blooded Italians, had a brief run in WWF. I'm going to get to it soon in 1996 as Freddie Joe Floyd. Uh, but Sean Devari. I like him. So Sean Devari advances. And so, rounding out... Ooh, this will be good. Rounding out the first of our... uh, The first 16 of our tournament here, we've got Rey Mysterio versus the Brooklyn Brawler. That would be fun. But obviously, Rey Mysterio advances. And then, again, hurting my heart. Hurting my heart. William Regal. Taking on Aaron Stevens, that's a match you wish you could see once upon a time. Uh, uh, come on, William Regal. I already know. I already know. I'm not going to do the second round until after I complete the first round. we got a long, long way to go. But I can already tell we're going to see Bull Dempsey face William Regal. Um, and whoever wins that match, oh God, whoever wins that match is going to win that that bracket there. All right, 16. I think I'm going to put a box around every 16 to kind of just keep myself going here. All right, let's keep it rolling. We're not at uh, 30 minutes yet. Let's keep going with the tournament. Ivan Koloff, former world champion, I believe, taking on Flying Brian Pillman. Well, come on, he's Flying Brian. Flying Brian's going to win that one. Uh, next up, Bull Buchanan. He of right to censor. He of... Uh, was he paired with John Cena at one point? He might have been. A uh, big boss man. Uh, taking on Bobby Roode. Not to be confused with Robert Roode. This is Bobby Roode, Team Canada. This is Bobby Roode. No, I don't think he was in beer money at that time. This is Bobby Roode, TNA Bobby Roode. I like Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode advances. Setting up a pretty good match. Bobby Roode versus Flying Brian. You'd watch that. I know you would. Next up, Tyler Breeze. Taking on Epico of the Colones. Obviously, Tyler Breeze is going to win that one. And another match that would be fun to watch. Nova, Supernova from ECW. Not yet, Simon Dean. He'll show up later. Taking on Leo Kruger, Adam Rose's alter ego. I I like that character. Didn't see enough of him, I thought, but I like that character. Leo Kruger advances. Let me just box this up here. Nope. That's wrong. Oh, man. There's a matchup here. Jeremy's going to love. I can see it already. It's coming up. Uh, next up, Hardbody Harrison. I've watched, I think, in a couple World War Threes. I believe he's a bad dude. I- I'm going to invoke the bad dude protocol, which means if you're a bad dude, uh, you're going to wind up losing no matter who your opponent is. And as it turns out, his opponent was Mark Henry, not This is World's Strongest Man, Mark Henry. Maybe Nation of Domination, Mark Henry. This is not Hall of Pain, Mark Henry. That's later. He'll be known as Hop Henry. Hall of Pain, Hop. Uh, Yoshitatsu versus Terry Bam Bam Gordy. No no contest there. Uh, Terry Gordy wins. Halloween uh, from WCW, Luchador, I think, a.k.a. Damian666, taking on Rodney of the Mean Street Posse. Some of these matches you want to see, and some of these matches you're like, no, I'm good. No, no, I'm good. Um, I'll give Halloween the win. I actually like that character. If only because, obviously, um, the one of the greatest moments in WCW for me is Dean Malenko's feuding with Chris Jericho. There's a cruiserweight battle royal to determine the next contender for Chris Jericho's cruiserweight title. Halloween wins and unmasks, and it's Dean Malenko. That was a great moment. All right. The last match for this episode. Uh, I'll I'll do my buddy Jeremy a favor. It is Magnum TA versus Scott Hall. Not Razor Ramon. Scott Hall. And we'll consider this to be NWO Scott Hall. Not previous AWA Scott Hall. That's a great matchup. Those two guys, especially if you think of AWA Scott Hall with the mustache and the poofy hair, um, Those guys, you know, if only Magnum T.A.'s career could have lasted as long as Scott Hall's did. Who would have knows what would have happened uh, to Terry Allen. And because I love Jeremy, and because I do feel bad that I'm not doing this with him, this is my own personal project, uh, but I'm not doing this with him, I will give the win to Magnum T.A. I like Scott Hall, and if this was Razor Ramon, he wouldn't have a shot. But for Jeremy... Magnum TA wins. And is probably going to win the second round matchup against Halloween because I see potential here for Magnum TA versus Terry Gordy. And again, that match would make my buddy Jeremy very happy. All right. Uh, we're 32 names in. There's 992 to go. This is an ordeal, friends. And I'm glad you're taking this journey with me. I don't care if there's five of you. Those five of you, we are we are spirit brothers in the nerdiness, and I thank you for taking this journey with me. Um, I'm going to just keep recording, so I don't know how long this is going to go. It might even last longer than uh, the social distancing and the quarantines we have to do. But uh, thanks for joining us on this episode of Buy the Book, the Nerd DC Tournament of... Champions, tournament of preference. I haven't decided on a name yet. Maybe I'll insert it in post, but probably not. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I will see you in the next chapter of By the Book.